The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. And welcome aboard, ladies and gentlemen, as medical experts. It is uh, time to uh, delve into the Great Peconic Bay Medical Centers. Uh, we do each and every week. Jay, I'll be here, your host, each and every week. Uh, we uh, bring on an expert uh, regarding the uh, great PBMC of what makes it work, one of the great institutions medical-wise uh, on Long Island in the East End. And uh, today we've got a great guest, Dr. John Casotis, cardiac electrophysiology, cardiology chair of the cardiology uh, department over the PBMC. Dr. Casotis, welcome. Thank you, Jay. Thanks for having me. Good to have you here. Give us a sense what you do as the chair of cardiology at the Peconic Bay Medical Center. Let's start with that, my friend. Go ahead. So uh, cardiology is an independent department within PBMC. And uh, for those of you that may or may not know, cardiology is broken up into different subsections. Uh, you had mentioned I'm an electrophysiologist. I also, there's a transplant department. There's an imaging department. So I oversee all the activity, not only for the department and the subsections of the department. Uh, that's good to know. Uh, very important, obviously, an aspect of what makes it all go. Um, doctor, as far as the specialty, when we say electrophysiology, what is it, exactly that, uh, that verbiage? What does it mean? So it's interesting. When when I speak to my patients, I break down what we do into the plumbers and the electricians. An electrophysiologist is the electrician of the heart. So basically, we take care of patients that have abnormal heartbeats, some of them which are dangerous and actually are quite lethal. We also are the area, the specialty that focuses on uh, implanting the pacemakers and in some patients, defibrillators, and most recently, we're also the area which works on certain heart failure devices that helps our patients with congestive heart failure. All right. Important there as well. Very important stuff regarding the cardiology department. Now, PBMC, Dr. Sotas has received a lot of accolades, including the American Heart Association's Excellence Award I was reading for their handling patients with severe heart attacks and, and health grades recognition of PBMC. is one of the 100 best facilities for coronary intervention in 2023. Can you explain a little bit more about the awards, exactly what they mean? Yeah, thank you, Jay. Uh, we're very, very prou proud of all the accolades that PBMC has received over the last several years. These accolades are a recognition by the governing body, both uh, throughout the country, of how well our uh, professionals, our cardiologists who specialize in opening the arteries of the heart when people are having heart attacks are doing. Uh, we not only answer to New York State, we also answer to the entire country. So this is an accolade bestowed upon us by the American Heart Association, and we have reached that excellence award in a very, very short period of time. Um, just to add, we have also reached accolades in our echocardiography, which is the area which specializes without being non-invasive in looking at the images of the heart to really guide the rest of the cardiologist and the rest of the providers at PBMC to better take care of our patients. Excellent job there. How has the, uh, uh, Dr. Sotis, how has the level of cardiac care expanded at PBMC? And, and what is, uh, what's your vision like for the future? 
You know, Jay, we are probably a 90% full-service hospital at this time. Uh, we, When it comes to cardiac care and critical care, we actually are offering uh, everyone every service that is offered in most other institutions that are uh, what we call tertiary care. We are inspired. The vision for the future is that we bring open-heart surgery to the east end of Long Island. Uh, with that addition, in the hopefully near future, we will be able to provide all these services that are offered by cardiologists anywhere. And at this moment in time, we are probably about 90% of full-service hospital in that respect. In addition, we actually have a intimate relationship with our sister hospital, South Shore, and a helicopter transportation system so that when our patients end up here, if there's a need for further care that we cannot offer here, we will get them to a facility uh, in a very quick time to better take care of them. Excellent job. That's fantastic stuff. Talking with Dr. John Kosotis, the chair of cardiology at the Conic Bay Medical Center. Doctor, what about some of the new and uh, exciting pieces uh, from a technological standpoint the hospital has recently implemented? You know, Jay, we've just acquired and we're online with something called a cardiac CT scan machine. It is at the moment the state-of-the-art machine anywhere. It is what we call, it uses two different types of methods to image the heart. It gives you a three-dimensional reconstruction of the entire heart. It also is capable of telling patients how much calcium is in the arteries of their heart. This this comes with just a simple IV and a 20-minute procedure, and it has been revolutionary here. I can't tell you in the six months that it's been online how many patient lives we've actually saved by just a simple CAT scan, and it is the standard of care for the future. So the people in Long Island in our catchment area are going to be screened by their cardiologists, and this CT scanner, without an invasive procedure, will tell us probably 90% of the details we need about their, the arteries of their heart. And this will allow us to quickly do an intervention to prevent them from dying suddenly. That's uh, fantastic. I tell you, without that technology, think about where we were. Isn't it amazing when you think about it, especially, doctor, where we were 25 years ago and where we're at today? I mean, the future is very bright, no? Oh, the future is amazing. I, I got to be honest, because I've been I've been on this uh, you know trip from the beginning. I mean, when I started twenty twenty five years ago, we were primitive. Although we thought we were great back then, uh, what we're doing now, without even uh, intervening with an invasive procedure, is amazing. Uh, most importantly, we're educating and we're identifying before we get to the point where we need an intervention. So we've made leaps and bounds over the last two to three decades. Good to know. Talking with Dr. John Casotis, cardiology at PBMC. Doc, what about the uh, the new cardiac CT machine as far as how it works? What does it detect? Give the audience a sense here of the equipment, and it's really saving lives, right? Yes, it is. Uh, you know, the, the CT scanner, as I had mentioned, it uses two types of radiation, which is not harmful to the patient at all to basically uh, create a three-dimensional map of the heart. And it's the state-of-the-art equipment. Just to give you an idea how good this CAT scanner is compared to any other ones that have been in the market, it does over 300 to 350 slices in a second. So it images in a very precise way. 
And what this does is it just it it reduces the time that the person's in the camera by double, and it actually really defines the anatomy of the heart in any way that we've never seen before. Uh, that is amazing. Uh, really is amazing in itself. Uh, as far as uh, all this uh, new tech, let's see if we can get one more in, uh, Doc, and that is the the situation. I was reading about this uh, this barrow stem procedure. It's a new procedure. If you don't mind, can you tell the audience how it works and uh, and how does it help patients with uh, severe heart conditions and live a little healthier, a little more manageable type of life? Uh, that's wonderful you bring it up, Jay. This is my pet project. This is what I brought to the East End on my own. I'm actually one of the few physicians. Uh, certainly, I'm, I, I'm actually the one of the only physicians on the East part of Long Island or Long Island in general that does this procedure, along with one of my vascular surgeons. Uh, what happens is congestive heart failure. There's a bunch of receptors in your carotid artery, which is by your neck. And in congestive heart failure, this, these receptors are haywire. They're, they're not sending the proper signals to the brain, and it's telling the brain just to give adrenaline to everyone. And we know that adrenaline is not a good thing for people with congestive heart failure. So what this little wire that we insert over the carotid artery does is over a period of about a month, we are able to reteach those receptors at the neck to send the proper signal to the brain. And what is this has done in our hands, uh, and in my experience in the last three years, has been to afford people a better lifestyle. I've got people that have been homebound now walking in the mall and doing their shopping. So this is a great new intervention that we're. I'm so proud that we're offering to the East End of Long Island. That is uh, amazing. Um, you know, it's about saving lives, and that's what it's all about. And as we get on uh, through the years, we have seen the the increases of uh, technology and uh, the camera work and everything else uh, full focus in on this uh, muscle in our human body called the human heart. is absolutely amazing. More conversation, ladies and gentlemen. Very important topic, cardiology, Dr. John Casotas. And, of course, the Peconic Bay Medical Center. As uh, you are listening to Ask the Medical Experts, we will take a short break and come back right after this with Dr. John Casotas. Turn to conversation. Listen to the Ask the Medical Experts, Jay Oliver here. And uh, we are focusing in, of course, on the Peconic Bay Medical Center as we uh, do each and every week with an expert in their uh, respective field, Dr. John Casotis, Chief of Cardiology at the Peconic Bay Medical Center, heart care, health care in general, technology wise, where we're at in today's day and age. And I'll tell you this. Uh, it's about living healthier lives, Dr. Casotis. Give us a uh, a sense regarding some advice uh, on your end, heart health type advice that you would give to our our Long Islander listeners at this point. Well, Jay, that's that's actually an important 
important topic. And what I want to give everybody advice is that we need to, in tandem with your primary care physicians, we now know how to prevent disease. It's very important as we get into our third, fourth, and fifth decade of life that we look at our cholesterol, that we are acutely aware of managing our diets in the proper way. I advise all my patients to adhere to what I really call the Mediterranean diet. Uh, you know, stop eating fatty foods. Get screened for diabetes because it's very important that if we, if you're a pre-diabetic or you're bordering on being diabetic, that you know that. It's also important that everyone kind of look at their family history and see what, you know, their parents have done and what their parents have encountered as they've gotten older. It's very important. And once all that screening is done and we address all the known risk factors that we know can potentially lead to heart disease, then we will give you guidance on exercise, which is also very important. So we need, you know, motion is health and motion is life. And we really want to get everybody up and about and walking. And, you know, a lot of times people get confused. Well, exercise, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to lift weights. No, it's as simple as us giving you advice to walk 20, 30 or so minutes a day till you work up a sweat. So speak to your primary care doctors, consult with your cardiologist, and let's make sure we address all the things like blood pressure, diabetes, and all and cholesterol, the things that we can prevent you from having any problems in the future. That's great advice. You know, it's uh, it's about uh, doing the right thing in life, eating right. Uh, it's about exercise, which is so huge, we know. Uh, but uh, all in all, it's about trying to do the right thing and maintain a very healthy lifestyle without question. Give me a couple of symptoms. Uh, Dr. Casotis, uh, one might have, when should they call, uh, services immediately, 911, uh, et cetera, et cetera, uh, if they are experiencing something. Give me, give me some of the symptoms that one, if they feel this, uh, they should act right away on this. Well, very important question, Jay. And, uh, this is where we have to separate the genders a little bit. Uh, and I'm going to address women because notoriously we have ignored women over the last 30, 40 years, and we're getting smarter now. And there are subsets of cardiology now specifically called women's health. Women do not get chest pain. Uh, it is just something in the way women are constructed. They tolerate things better than men do. It's very important that you're, if you're having unrelenting heartburn, if you're getting shorter breath while you're walking, if you're feeling nauseous and it's something with exercise, these are kind of cardinal signs in women that we need to evaluate you and you should call 911, especially if these things are occurring while you're at rest, as opposed to men who will get that traditional classic chest pain. So any kind of chest pain that's associated with shortness of breath and nausea should alert you that something's wrong, especially if you've just uh, exerted or you've been in a very stressful situation. When it comes to women, I want women to be a little more acutely aware that the classic chest pain with motion may not be the symptom that they're going to experience. So if you're not feeling well, you're feeling faint, you're feeling short of breath, it's very important that you call 911 and you seek care immediately. Please don't wait. Oh, it's so important. So important what you just said. What about the, uh, you know, we, we hear the elephant on the chest uh, notion. If, if some feels uh, that added extra weight, what about that, that aspect too? Sometimes, you know, people always think about pain association as far as heart attack. Doc, explain the, the, the heaviness feeling one might have in something yeah, of this nature. 
the the heaviness feeling is that you know some people describe it as really this pressure. It's not exactly pain. That's why they describe it as an elephant on your chest. It's just this very big weight. And some people may actually also experience numbness in their arm, in their jaw, and as I had mentioned a second ago, shortness of breath and nausea. So the idea is it's not your classic stabbing pain. It's this dull pressure, and it gets more and more intense. And a lot of times if you're experiencing a pain of that nature and you're beginning to perspire, you get sweaty, it should really alert you that whatever symptoms are associated with that are something that you should act on right away. And like we say, you know, time is money. Well, time is heart muscle. The faster you seek care, the more likely we are to intervene and preserve that heart muscle because we only have one heart. We want to make sure that it's the best and most functional organ we have. That's right. No question about it. Uh, it is uh, never in play to abuse. Uh, but, uh, you know, you don't want to get to that point. Where would folks learn a little bit more? Is there a website, something affiliated as far as what you're talking about, Doctor? Yes, sir. Uh, I, I want to redirect everyone to pbmc.org, which is the uh, the hospital's website. The way, it, it summarizes everything we've talked about this morning. It also gives you the ability to find the providers that service PBMC, uh, the cardiologists that are here, or any other specialty that you need. Very important, uh, without question, uh, is to uh, make sure everything is in place. Did you find a lot of people, Doc, uh, you know, pandemic-wise, uh, they kind of stayed away from uh, the checkups, procedures that they would normally have uh, things kind of put on hold. Have you seen an influx in the last couple of years? You know, I'll tell you, Jay, there was, it was ominous how quiet things became in the hospital other than the people that were sick with COVID during the pandemic. And we are now, after two years to three years of coming out of this pandemic, we are seeing a resurgence of people looking out for their care. What I want to reassure everyone is we've learned a lot through the pandemic. So even if there's another blip in the curve with COVID, I want people to seek care with their physicians because we now know how to prevent you from being exposed. So please don't wait. It's very important. And we will protect you and ourselves, you know, from COVID as we go along. Doc, demographic-wise, um, are you seeing a lot of patients uh, in their younger years, uh, do you notice a little bit of a shift as far as that is concerned, or no? I have, I have, Jay. Uh, I don't, I don't have a good explanation for it, other than the fact that we are better at identifying things. There's probably been a, a downward shift in age. I would say that patients are presenting, even in their thirties, with heart issues, and I don't know if we've done a great job in terms of education. But there has been a downward shift in the people that arrived to us. That's why I really want to impress on the audience that it's no longer like I'm too young to have a problem. If you're experiencing symptoms, if you're skipping heartbeats or you're concerned, speak to your primary care, uh, notify us through the PBMC system, and we'd be more than happy to help you. It's a lot easier to tell you there's nothing wrong than to tell you there is, but be behind the eight ball when you finally look for care. Doc, lastly, and I think it's important to point out, you know, our eating habits have changed in a very big way. And I talk a lot about on my morning show regarding the shifts we have seen, obesity levels. Uh, we haven't seen some of these levels in a long, long time. Uh, and it's starting young, unfortunately. 
children uh, who are overweight, very, very tough uh, to shake as far as uh, that is concerned. But just uh, for a second, explain the eating portion, the dietary portion of one in order to stay healthy. Obesity, a big factor here. Uh, absolutely, Jay. Very big issue. Uh, I mean, if you look around and you're driving around anywhere, you're going to see 16, 17 fast food places in like a one-mile radius. It is led uh, to a lot of poor choices in our young people. We couple this now with social media and a sedentary lifestyle, which is happening younger and younger. And I will tell you, if you are having a weight problem younger, it becomes more and more and more difficult to lose weight as an adult. So it's very important. Motion is life. Healthy eating habits are very, very important. And again, try to impress on your children, uh, you know, good dietary choices, even in their, uh, when they're 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12, because they're going to inherit problems in the future. And I think that that partially explains the downward trend in age, what we're seeing in cardiac issues. Doc, one more time on the website. People can gather more info here, my friend. PBMC.org. Uh, Jay, thank you. Thank you for all your time this morning. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time as well. Dr. John Casotas, great job as far as chair cardiology at the Conic Bay Medical Center. That's it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Until next week, another segment regarding Ask the Medical Experts. Stay well, stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you next week. Views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.